Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas and I am living life to its fullest. Uh, and with me, a living life uh, to the fullest as well, uh, Doric Jasinger. Hello, Benny. I love the enthusiasm of the intro because that is the type of vibe I love to bring to the table when we have a guest in. And our guest today is a very good friend of mine, a fantastic comedian, broadcaster, journalist, author, you fucking name it. Uh, and also he's brown. So that's why I like him. Uh, no other yeah. real value. You know, he's an immigrant. Uh, please welcome the very funny and very fucking productive Sammy Shah. Yes. Hey, hey, well done. Well done, Sammy. Man, Thank you we very have much. so many things to dissect in this episode from fitness to mental health to lockdown to being a father, all of that stuff. I don't even know yeah. where to start. Let's start with the fact that. It's all linked to each other, too. Was that? It's all linked to each other as well. That's the crazy right. thing. Yeah, totally, totally. So yeah. we'll start with the fact that you're in a park and you, you were telling me why you were there. I, li- I like that. Let Tell us that. Okay. Yeah, so I drop my daughter home to school every morning at 9 a.m. And um, and then my my ritual is that I realized it works for me is drop her to school. I come straight to the park and work out. Um, and I was going to do the, you know this podcast at 9.30. And I thought if I drop her to school and go home, I will do the podcast and take a nap. And I will not work out. And it was just that one thing of like, I do not want to go back home. I don't want to sit in the apartment. And then, you know, I just lack of sunlight and feel dozy. And then get lazy. And then oh, I'll clean the kitchen and all that. So I came to the park anyways. And I'm recording in a park. You might hear background noise. Which is um, nice, I think, for a change and, of uh, you know, pace. Yes. Um, yeah. Because uh, it reminds uh, me of the James Clear good. quote that I love, Benny, which is that we don't rise to our goals. We fall to our systems. And I like, Sammy, that you went, okay, I know what this, where the system can go uh, go wrong here, so I'll just make sure I'll avoid the uh, <laughs> the, the booby trap of going home yeah. and falling asleep. So this, That's true. Um, now, Sammy, so you've dropped your, 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 uh, your daughter off at school, and now you're at the park, and then the countdown begins until you have to pick her up at 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, you'd think from 9 a.m. to 3.15 p.m. is a solid chunk of time. <laughs> But it really isn't. It really like, you, isn't. You do like two push-ups and a short jog, and you're like, "What the hell happened? It's three o'clock. Like, how yeah. is this? I haven't even showered yet." Yeah. So, yeah. And chucking a podcast, and then uh, maybe yeah. one errand, and half a day's gone, and you're like, "Well, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna catch up and fill up for that rest of hours." And then you start pushing the limit, where you're like, "Well, I know it's three fifteen. I know, it, but surely if I leave at five past three, I'll be fine." <laughs> That was when we were in lockdown, right? That was when there was no traffic on the <laughs> yep. road. Now you're exactly. just battling with four-wheel drives and utes because everyone's doing the same mad school rush pickup. And I, I've forgotten I forgot what traffic was until, until school kicked in again. So yesterday was my daughter's first day of orientation at her high school because she starts high school from next year. What? And so I, I had to – yeah, it's crazy. Um, but I had to drop her off at like 11 and pick her up at 12.15. Just, you know, she's like one and a half hour, one or 15 minutes there without me, orientation day. And um, sure enough, I underestimated the traffic. I underestimated the time, dropped her off, went to the shopping mall. Uh, once I was done shopping, went back to pick her up. I got there at 12.45, so half an hour after I was supposed to pick her up. <laughs> so the first, the first impression that, ha- that high school administration has now of my daughter and me is that, oh yeah, he's one of those dads. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want them to. How come I'm not? I'm not. No, you, in but fact, I would like say. But I would say, yo, yo, always pretty conscious of time. Whenever we've had to do stuff, like you always try and make sure we get there too yeah, early yeah. and things like that. So yeah, it's a. It must be annoying to you to then be labeled as being a person who's late. But that's yeah. a good point, though, Dio, because there is a big difference. I think my partner falls into this category, and I will throw him the bus. There is parent time, and there's professional time. And those two can be completely different. So there are people <laughs> like my partner who will be on time for a meeting, will never be short, will be prepared. But when it comes to like meeting people at certain times with kids, just time just flies out the window. It just it yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. it doesn't exist because you know you can get stopped along the way like because I'm a real stickler for time even with the kids as well like I want to be there early Same because if yeah. I'm there early then I know I can leave early and with shitty exactly. kids who haven't eaten enough that's a big big win because you're like sugar levels are low let's go 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 oh there we go put that on a fucking t-shirt sugar levels are low let's go go go, go, go. go, go. yeah yeah 
So what's the uh, what was the workout that you were gonna do or have to do today? Um, so I'm basically kind of locked into. I'm not good at varying the routine. I need to find something that just kind of fits. Uh, like you know, like you'd have leg day and then chest day and then arm. I ne- I those don't work for me. I will f- keep track of. I forget to keep track of what day it is, and and I'm not and I get bored with them. I need one workout that I can do almost repetitively. One workout routine without having to think about it. So I can just like listen to an audio book or music while I'm doing mm. it and not concentrate on am I doing enough legs and all that. So, mm. you know, this is stuff I've kind of settled on. It's, it's all body weight because I'm at the park. And I don't want to be lugging weights around with me. But now uh-huh. I'm starting to feel that I need to do the next level. So I'll run 5K around the park um, between 3 and 5K. Like it depends right. on the day. Like today's a nice sunny day. So cool enough, I'll run 5K. Then it'll be um, like so. It's a really cool routine uh, that I found from this actor on in Hollywood um, um, on his YouTube video, and it's fifty jumping jacks. But before you say anything more, you don't know the name of this guy, right? That's I will get it for you right now. Actually, give me. <laughs> I love one because second. you told his me his name last week. is Hemsworth. <laughs> no, Hemsworth. Is yes, that's right. <laughs> Next, Christopher. Level. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's an Brad actor. Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was Susan Sarandon. Yeah, you know how I remembered to how to find him. I googled black actor workout. Oh wow! <laughs> 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 is that is, is it is it a short and you just called him Blackters? <laughs> and you're and you're a pa- and you're if you ever did some acting, you'll be a pactor. Yeah, 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 completely. Yeah. Uh, Look, so I find that offensive. Um, <laughs> well, please, brown <laughs> people are talking. Don't interrupt us. How dare you? You're like yeah, ScoMo yeah. trying to interrupt uh, and women. Uh, shit. What a what a segue to that. No, well, I'm just saying. You know, let the minority speak, white boy. So women yeah, are minorities as well, are they? <laughs> What's, yes. Mm. Uh, so the actual yeah. brown explains yes. What's his, his name? no workout. What's his name? Sorry. Sterling. Sterling, Sterling Brown. Brown. Oh, oh I know the guy. Yeah, Sterling Brown's amazing. He was in Police yeah. Academy like, 4. Uh, <laughs> got no isn't idea. he in like... Uh, <laughs> isn't he... Let me just Google him here. Sterling K. Brown. I've seen, He's in... Uh, uh, fucking the, uh, uh, tra- uh, the, moving the, the, violations. <laughs> no, no, no. He's in the bloody uh, OJ Simpson uh, doco. The, he is. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah Naked yeah. Gun, thirty-three and a third. Brilliant. Yeah, that's it. That's the guy. He's the one who murdered. There him. is. Holy shit! He shredded. How come we never see his shred? Oof. Yeah. So he's Good like Lord. he obviously has a gym and a workout routine and diet, but his oh this God. thing he explains on his YouTube video is great, and it's fifty <sighs> jumping jacks. I'm very turned on looking squats. at his body right now. <laughs> yeah, 50, 50 jumping, so 50 jumping jacks, sorry, 40 squats. 40 squats, 30 push-ups, uh, 20 uh, butt-ups, 10 burpees, and then you do the whole thing again thrice. And so yeah. I started adding other stuff to it. So like I'll do the jumping jacks, I'll do the sit-ups, but I'll also do um, leg raises for the, for the calves. Um, and then the push-ups, I'll do incline push-ups, decline push-ups, and then I'll do... Uh, I think they call Aussie rows when you like you hold a bar and you kind of pull yourself up, um, but at a diagonal. Uh, so are you sitting down? Can't oh do no no! So like them. a TRX row, like a TRX <laughs> row right. type yeah, thing. Yeah yeah yeah. Right. right. Wait. So uh, I'll do, uh, do those. I'll do it for my biceps as well, and just kind of like so it becomes like a good. Um, and then you do it three times through, so it, mm. it almost ends up becoming like a solid hour of workout. Yeah. Um, Does that include the five k run? Uh, uh, yeah, five k between three and five k every time. Yeah, okay. five. So like a one. Yeah. So uh, is this uh, every day for you? Every other day? How every do you? Day. Every day. So, in, every day you're running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so I'll amazing. Do, um, uh, I, mainly because it was it, it started as a mental health thing. So I during lockdown, you know, when they're allowed one hour out or whatever, mm. I was like, you know, I I need to get out. I need to avail, avail that one hour because otherwise I'm just going to be going nuts at home. Um, so it began because of that and the running thing. And I always used to run. I used to run when I was in WA and in, uh, lived in Northern, which is a small town. I loved running and enjoyed mm-hmm. it a lot. And so I wanted to get back into that anyway. I stopped doing it for a few years. So the running and then the workout and it only became a thing where it's like, you know, my therapist was like, you know, did you work out yesterday? And I'd be like, no, I didn't because I just couldn't motivate myself. And she said, look, have you ever regretted working out? 
And I was like, no, there's never been a time when I've worked out and gone, ah, I, I could have done That's something. That's very interesting. Said, it's always I could have done in that yeah, moment. Yeah, wow. So she's like, just use that. Have you ever regretted working out? So there'll out. be days when I'll, yeah, and, and there'll be days when I'll not, I'm genuinely not in the mood. So what I'll do is I'll be like, just get to the park and walk around the park once. And if you're still not in the mood, go home. So I'll do the walk around the park. And then I'll be like, all right, I'm, I'm enjoying this. All right, let's, uh, let's do some push-ups just to warm up, you know? And so I'll do like 10 push-ups. I'm like, all right, I'm in. Now I'm obviously right. feeling it. And then next thing you know, then you're running and you're doing the whole workout routine. So it's just been a commitment to do it every day. And you know what's been nice has been everyone I've met now that lockdown's reopened, uh, just, you know, other comedians and friends and things have all said, oh, you're looking really fit. You're looking really good. And that's mm. not something people normally say to me. It's not, you know, when you normally it's like, wow, you haven't slept in weeks. But this is a <laughs> nice thing to hear. And it's a, a positive. Uh, wow. It's nice to meet you, Nazim Hussain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved you <laughs> in Brown is in Black, you know. <laughs> so. Um, and also, I was just thinking, yeah. Sammy, is also you can do that because your, your child is old enough that you can leave her at home by herself. So you can just pop out. Well, I didn't. So that was part of it as well for me, um, because during lockdown, I didn't want to leave her home alone. So what we ended up doing was once we were allowed to have, you know, you, you can meet one person from a bubble in the park. Yes, yes, yes. So instead of meeting someone from my bubble, I met someone from her bubble, which was her best friend who lives in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so the two of them would be in the park for an hour, two hours, just kind of hanging out. And I there would work out while they're doing that. So I didn't feel guilty about her just getting bored. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm still That's a Pakistani smart. paranoid dad because as a dad, like from Pakistan, you know, where everyone dies of everything all the time. Like I can't, <laughs> in my head, I can't leave my kid alone for more than 20 minutes at home. I'll be like, yeah, someone's wow. broken in and murdered her. So I just don't. So I'll take her with me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was about to say, because she's of, of that age, she'd be like, oh, okay, if you want to go to high school, you can just leave her at home. You're like, nah, you can't even handle that. You're like, nah, nah. No, I, need I to still can't. So like now I'm going to have to, because I'm moving to a place right near her high school, like walking distance from there. And because, uh, you know, I'm a single dad, like she'll have to go to, you know, to school sometimes, uh, come home alone because I'll be at work. Or, you know, yeah, yeah. so... That's something I'm, I'm, I'm like accepting. I'm slowly talking myself into it and kind of letting go of the helicopter parent bullshit. Yeah, that's mm. and that's hard, especially as a single parent because you have so much ownership when you have that child on that particular day. Yeah. So yeah, therefore, yeah. it's it's on your watch. It's on your clock. Exactly. Exactly. Not so, only yeah, if something happens to her, not only is she dead, but now my ex-wife <laughs> blames me, <laughs> and that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> that is so dark and funny and <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, but it's true. It's so your thing. motivation, so motivation to keep your daughter alive is partly based on your wife not resenting you any more than she already does. Yeah, she's oh, already wow. got, she's already got too much on you. Your ex-wife is just like, like fuck. Like, she can't have imagine? another win. Ah, fuck. God oh, forbid. Yeah. If anything was to happen to my daughter, I would rather oh. it happen on my wife's week than on my week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's so it's so full on because also are you are you are you doing are you in a situation where it's like is it one week on one week off or is it yeah, certain one days week on, of the one week off yeah, one yeah. week off yeah because yeah. I was speaking to another friend of mine who's in a similar situation to you that that they said that ISO was very difficult uh, and that they were making exceptions for families that uh, were split up and that they did have parents and you hand over. But then he also said that the flip side was, unlike what I experienced, was that, you know, when you had the week, it was intense, but you knew you had that week off in the middle yeah. of isolation, which, yeah. if he talked about it, saved him, saved him. Yeah, it Because did. it was just like, you, you've got that week to yourself that you can focus on yourself, and then you're prepared for that week again that you can be present and really enjoy it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's it. So I'm like, getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's one of those things. Like, I You're not even God, married to get divorced. Yours is more complicated. <laughs> well, yeah, mine is totally more complicated. So, but it does. It does help you to kind of recalibrate. Uh, like there is definitely a thing where like you miss her and you're lonely oh, without her yeah. and all of that stuff. Absolutely. But you know, that week without her is like, like next week I'm going to Sydney uh, for work. And this week I've got my daughter. But I can go to Sydney for work next week because she's not with me. So I have the freedom on those alternate weeks to like do all the work that I can't do this week, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's little stuff like that. So is that yeah. the goal then for every parent is to have a week on, week off, whether you're in a, whether you're split or not? 
I honestly think <laughs> that's a survival thing. Like if we, if my ex and I had stayed married, but we had implemented a system where you're a parent every alternate week, you're the primary parent every alternate week. We, I think we might've actually survived the marriage. Like we could have kept it together. It's because it's just one, usually the way it works out is one parent picks up most of the slack and the other yeah. one does the work. You, it just doesn't work anymore in the modern what? world. I'm doing that. I'm, we're doing that currently at the moment, Sammy, and it's five years on, five years off, and I'm just finished my first year. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've still got another four years under my belt. Like a like a Faisal worker. This is, yeah. This is, this is pointed out to me. This is generally pointed out. It's like, I did five years, and I was like, you've yep. done one. And, and, and don't get me wrong, your first year was tough, especially in yeah, lockdown. Yeah. We get that. We get that. But, you know, that's how the cards fall. you got to yeah, have yeah. four years. I was like, the come on. The system is the system. You're screwed now. <laughs> so I'm like, I have four years. And I hope the second – and if I think about it, the next four years, especially, you know, 2021 – I got a bit more. I got a bit more training underneath my belt. I've had, I, like, I knew what I was doing, but I wasn't really. And I and I have mentioned this on the podcast. I said I was a primary carer occasionally, but what a load of bullshit that was until twenty twenty came around. Yeah, I know yeah. what that is now. Now you know. I know because your systems. This is what I like about it. Because as a dad, you're like, okay, I've got systems in place. I'm going through this intense process at the moment. Of all my systems have been thrown. Out the window. The family yep. dynamics completely changed. So I'm bringing in all these new systems. And, and I'm going through the same thing I did at the start. I was like, some of these systems don't work for your lifestyle. Some of these systems don't work for your family until yep. you eventually find one and go, great. Because I, part of me just starts going, oh, I've got a new system in place, which is boot camp, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. But God, I hope that not a fucking tsunami or another natural disaster that takes over the country that fucks all your systems and then you're back to square one. Yeah. Except the only difference well, is your kids are older and have got more problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like my daughter through lockdown struggled, obviously. You know, she... At one yeah. point, she pointed out to me, she said, I haven't seen someone my age in, fi in five months. Like, that's fucked <sighs> up. And that's when I implemented the system of, like, her best friend meeting us at the park and stuff. Yeah. Because it, it just came at the right time. But also part of it is, like, it does put a, a certain, like, like you said, you do boot camp, right? Like, so because yeah. I've got my daughter weeks, some uh, alternate weeks and everything. And then, you know, because she's got her own schedule and I've got my own schedule that's a bit, it's not 100% reliable. You know, you can... Like right now, I could get a call and it'll be like, hey, she's got the sniffles because of hay fever, because of COVID, we can't take a risk. Can you come pick her up? Like that's yep. just a thing. We um, so because I, I can't sign up for like workout classes, you know, I can't yep. like I want to start doing uh, martial arts again. I can't sign up because I'm always like, well, next week I'll be in Sydney. This week I've got Anya like and then she's got this thing and then there's violin at the same time and then sometimes she might need to be picked up early and so I just blow out every time I try committing to a certain time schedule uh, type mm -hmm. based thing I can't ever do it consistently so I need the flexibility of time like, schedule right, yeah. marriage yeah exactly <laughs> All of anything it. basically you know, committing to any of them. No, <laughs> no. But, but I think it's a valid point you're making, man, because it's like the thing about you need to factor in failure into the system <coughs> or places like a, like a, like a contingency plan and, and so looking ahead because there's all these things that are, you know, there's the most, the most uh, perfect system versus the system that can work for you. And it's hard to like find a system that's just you, you like cookie cut and ready for you to go because your life, each of us have such an individual circumstance. Like Ben and I, you remember when we first started doing this podcast of, you know, when we talked about the bet and our plans ahead for me, I told you, I can't, um, I can't find a gym uh, because of the touring that I had and that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that constantly moving, getting that consistency in a gym situation is going to be harder for me. So instead I'll choose running because I have no excuses i just have to pack the runners and some uh, active wear and no matter where i am i can go for a walk or run so it's like okay running isn't the most effective way to lose weight but mm. it's the one that'll work most consistently for me so i better i better commit to that rather than uh, admitting that yes you know a hit workout is going to be way more better way more effective for fat loss so why pretend like i'm going to be consistent with that when i know ahead looking at the schedule i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go to a gym all the time i'm not gonna yeah. do a workout in a hotel room i'm too lazy to even put the shoes on sometimes so at least build the failure into the system so that when it happens you're not <coughs> sucker punched by it 
and and, so, and that's and that's a good point. So I, even Sammy, you agree with this one? Is friend of the show Dave Thornton? I keep telling him he's about to enter an amazing period of parenting because both his kids will be in childcare, and this is the oh, glory yeah. day. This is a glorious time, which I took for granted for the two yep. years before this, because not only can you drop them off early in the morning, you can, if need be. If need be, you can pick them up later. So you've got a yeah. whole day. And I didn't yeah. I didn't understand that until we're coming out of ISO that I was like, oh, I don't have that I don't have that luxury anymore. So therefore the systems like I used to do all my you know, I do all my gym stuff usually between like four and five before I go to a gig. God, God. So yeah. it's just like, yeah. okay, well, what's next? What is it? Like, how do I do it? And again, with work, and we're all in the same position, if work comes up. You gotta take it. You gotta exactly. take it because yeah. there isn't much out there. So it's that sort of that thing where it's like, I need to put a system in that is so flexible that I'm just like, okay, when I do have to work and I do have to go to Sydney, like, because my question is, you're going to Sydney, do you have trepidations about going when you know, like, you see the people in Adelaide go, oh well, now you're there for two weeks. No, uh, well, yeah, okay. Right now, I'm scared of that thing, like of the lockdown issue happening while I'm going to Sydney. But like I don't have a choice about it because it's a massive project that I committed to ages ago, and yeah. you know it's. But like literally, if 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 there's one extra case more than normal, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm not gonna I'll just rent a car and drive back. I'm not taking yeah because, yeah. No, I like I lost a lot of work at one point, like not one point, a few a few weeks ago because they said they you know there's a massive paying gig in Queensland, but it would mean I'd have to go to Queensland for two weeks, which meant. It'll be my week and then the week that my yes. ex-wife has my daughter. Yeah. And I was like, I can't ask my ex-wife to take my daughter for an extra week again. And it's just, yes. you know, we've done that back and forth a few times. And it was a big pay, money paying gig. And I just had to cancel, uh, to say, I can't do it. I can't come. And that's, so that's just um, part of it. And like, that's a really, that. really tough situation. And this is where uh, people like you in that position is, that's when your communication yeah, you know, not only as an artist, but also in a partnership that that you know that you have a shared arrangement is so important. So, yeah, so how do you how do you do that? Is that something you work on, Sammy, or is that something that comes naturally to you? But uh, yeah. do you have a, a system uh, with your ex-wife in relation to communication that shared arrangement? Do you have something that you've worked on that is now, uh, I guess, usable? You know, yeah, yeah. It's basically, and it took ages to figure out what works. It wasn't it wasn't something we you know came upon right away. Part of it is for us, we did it with, you know, when we got divorced, we did it without the lawyers, without arbitration or anything. It was just two of us. Um, so the system we now have, which works best, is phone calls, like voice to voice, are only for emergency. Yeah, wow. You know, like something's happened and you need to be there. Otherwise, everything is email. Um, and, uh, and that's how we manage your communication because that way um you know you can keep track of everything i said hey you said on this date you'd be available for ania for then and on this date you'd be you know those kind of things you can keep track of course an email if it's all done vocally then you know especially two people who've got a lot of yep. resentment under the surface look for yep. reasons to bring that out um so you know we 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 coordinate over email we know our calendar dates you know we know it's all it's all booked in for the next five years or whatever because we do, do you still have a shared off, calendar that's what it is um is there a shared calendar no not really we don't have a shared calendar um but right. uh, we do like we know the dates and everything and it'll be one of those things where if something comes up you know when like in three months time i need her to skip a week or something <laughs> yeah. and know, what happens on like a birthday possible. for example if it's to. say your birthday and it's on her week do you swap around or yeah, we'll do things, something like, you know, uh, if it's my birthday and, and I want my daughter there for it, then, you know, I'll say, hey, my birthday's on, in, on your week and you drop right. her off for a few hours. Right. So she'll drop her off for a few hours. And so, like, you know, in, in, uh, um, next, in two weeks' time, my uh, ex-wife uh, and her boyfriend have to go to something for dinner or something. And it's their week with my daughter. So before they said, before they cancelled the invitation, they checked with me. They're like, can you just take her for one night? I'm like, yeah, no problem. You know, I'm free that night. So I said yes to it, unfortunately then. And so now literally, yes, I said yes to it like two weeks ago. And then yesterday, um, Kim Hewitt, who runs Cooper's, contacted me and said, hey, you want to do Cooper's on December 11th? And I'm like, that's the one night. Yeah. <laughs> you can't bring uh, your daughter to Cooper's and have a, uh, bring her bubble buddy while you no. uh, dad goes no. and has, a, uh, no. has a cathartic experience on stage. Um, 
but I think what's interesting, uh, Sammy, where you said no. it took a while for you, you know, to figure out a good plan and stuff. It, the consistent thing that I'm picking up on from all three of us is that, you know, it's great to like getting a system down is complicated, and you're never going to get a perfect system. But it's so, so much more important than act, that actually you attempt, keep trying, keep figuring out because you cannot ever predict, as you said, what's yeah. going to happen next. Is there going to be a pandemic or, as Ben said, a tsunami uh, in Victoria? <laughs> and so whether like you just when it happens, yeah. you, you can't you've got to readjust. So there's never going to be a perfect system, but not planning, not doing anything is worse than just trying to find the perfect thing and then not doing anything at all because you didn't find the perfection. For me, I think the big um, the big lesson came from writing. So, like, when I used to, I want to be a writer my entire life. And, and, you know, and, like, most people who want to be writers, like, I had, like, five quarter written books or half written books on my mm. computer. And I never finished any of them. And then once I was talking to another writer and he said, look, step one of being a writer is finish the book. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad or whatever. Finish the damn thing. Until you finish it, you aren't even close to second step right. of like editing and publishing and all that stuff so i was like okay how do you do that and he said most writers have a system of like a word limit a day 500 words a day 2000 words a day whatever and so when i started off i had 2000 words a day and it was awesome and i powered through and in a month and a half i'd written a whole novel um and then you know life kind of catches up to you and more work started happening and you know my daughter grew up so more involved parenting with helping her with homework and everything and so now, like, and, and there's a long period where I was like, well, like, if I can't do 2,000 words a day, then right. what's the point? You feel like a failure if and it I was less do than 2,000. And then it became, exactly. And then it was like, look, just do 500. Like, don't even mm. do 1,000. Do 500 words a day. It just means a longer time before you finish the book, but at least you'll still mm. be plugging, moving forward, you know, 500 words at a time. So now, I, and that was a big lesson for me, even in regards to working out, because I used to work out, like it always happened. I start working out, I start running or something. And then I'd miss a couple of days because of something or not feeling well or, you know, some family stuff or travel. And I'd be like, well, I've missed a few right. days. No point going back to it yeah. now. And yeah. there'd be a year between What's the point is something you know? that has undone me so many, so many times because it was never perfect. So a classic right? would be a New Year's resolution, right? You start the year thinking, all right, let's say, um, say with smoking. I've never been a smoker, but a classic example is people say, all right, I'm not going to smoke in 2000 and whatever. And then they get through Jan maybe. And then somewhere in Feb, they have a dart. And then they're like, oh, well, what's the point? I've already broken this year, so I might as well smoke a whole packet, right? Rather than going, no, no, you can reset it. It's giving a step there. They have the dart. You just missed one. They have the dart and just do this. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) (laughs) That is so, so sweet. Yeah. And, and the thing is that... I know, but as a, as like a past smoker, I, like, yeah. I dread, I am so worried about that very moment where it's like, try not to smoke, because it's been, what, how many months, 11 months? But, yeah, deal. Like, yeah, thank God you've never been a smoker. Thank yeah. God you've I, never I been used, a smoker. I, I used to smoke uh, in no, no. Sri Lanka, in, like, back in... Re- this has never yeah. come up. Yeah, like, oh, really? just whenever I got drunk or whatever... It was just like something to do with your mates. And then I realized I was starting to like it. And I went, oh, boy, I better I better stop this before it becomes my next issue. So I, I like already knew I had issues with like yeah, yeah, yeah. with booze and uh, fried chicken and video games. So I was like, all right, let's not add snow- smoking to the list. But I'd, I'd have a, you know, a bunch of darts. And even when I went to Thailand with the little dum-dum club, uh, was I was not boozing there. I was like, well, I might as well punch a few darts just to feel like I'm doing some some sort of vice and <laughs> yeah. I was having like menthols with Nick Cody's dad it was great <sighs> but uh but yeah it's uh, definitely something that I'm not necessarily like you know I ever want to bring in my life because no that's been yeah. my problem is I'm back on so I used to I smoked for 20 years and then I quit mm. around six years ago and I went stone cold stone you know cold turkey didn't have it didn't have one for six years didn't want one for six years and then um, last year, oh yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, when, when it was in Bourdain June, died. July, June, July last year. But basically, for some reason, like he was a big like influence yeah. on me in terms of like someone I respected and all that. And I was like, oh wow, he died like that. It really hit me badly. And I was like, you know what? For because he smoked always, I was like, you know. For him, yeah. I'll have one cigarette, like just to kind of honor him almost in a weird thing. I don't know why I went there mm. in my head, but yeah. I did. And I had one and I was done. I didn't have any others. And I was fine after that. Didn't have any, didn't crave any. 
uh, I was like, oh yeah, this is horrible. It tastes bad, whatever. And then at the start of this year, I went through a lot of personal, like, bad shit, like just really bad personal stuff in my life. And it just meant yeah. like, and it just, the cigarettes came back. Yeah. And it became an emotional thing. It's just emotional smoking. And now I'm trying to quit again. So what I've done is um, I move apartments in two weeks' time to a new apartment. And so I'm going to leave the, old the apartment, right. when I when I move because I don't want to. I want a nice new yeah. apartment with a nice new... I, it is interesting because like, you do... I mean, yeah. one of the things that I I guess I wanted to make sure we covered when we talked about the systems that you have in place this uh, last year, it's that it has been one of the most challenging years. So for people to realize that just because you've got this stuff down doesn't mean that it's always working either because there are these moments that it comes undone or, you know, it, no, it, no. It, it, given how tough <clears throat> this year has been for you personally... Yeah that that's kind of why it's nice to have those little the small, small things where you go, okay, no, no, I better make sure that I'm at least in the park so that I'll still get the workout done because, you know, something's better than nothing and nothing exactly. seems to be the most, the, the best choice right now for a lot of us, <laughs> you know? Like, why the fuck are we trying to write? Why the fuck are we trying yeah. to exercise? Because when the world especially is like on fire and you don't know what next year looks like, what's the point of any of this shit? But you're like, no, no, let's just do something to keep <coughs> feeling like we're yeah. moving forward. Yeah. And with this smoking, like I totally because I was I was wondering what the trigger was. I was glad that you added the personal stuff because I was like, "Wow, God! If if any of my uh, idols die, then what a great excuse to start dying again." But now I understand that you know the trauma <laughs> of going through personal stuff because not only does it, it gives you that nicotine hit, it's I always say is it was just something that's just for you. It's ju- it's it's in that moment. And people yeah. go, you can replace it with meditation. You can replace it. It's really close to impossible. It, that the process, the closest thing I can come to it is when you make your own coffee. Like it kind of has a similar, it's similar thing where you ground the beans, you put it up there, you put it on the stove, you go there. But with smoking, and yeah. because it's so accessible, if you have it in your pocket, you've got a lighter. All you got to do is find that, and then and you're always outside. You find that little spot, and then you light up. And and I and as my dad said, I throw him under yeah. the bus. He goes. You know, he hasn't smoked for, for, I don't know, 30 odd years, but he goes, but that feeling will, uh, it will always be there with you. <laughs> but the thing about it is just being able to resist it or replace it with something else that sort of, and, and even when you think about it, it disappears yeah. anyway. Like that's where I think, you know, and especially again, like you, you would never smoke in front of your daughter, for instance. Yeah, and exactly. So, so you would go, she, like, you're like, back in the day, you're like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go get the milk. <laughs> <laughs> right, just to kind of like, just to kind of get the excuse out. Yeah, just, uh, just and then the gum and then back in. Yeah. So this this reminds me of uh, yeah, one of my yeah, quotes yeah. that I love. Uh, again, James Clear. Again, the first mistake is never the one that ruins you. It's the spiral of repeated mistakes that follows. Missing once is an accident. Missing twice is the start of a new habit. So it's that reminder that you can do the one thing. Yeah. Like, okay, fuck, that was a slight sidestep, but we can get back on track. But if you start going the sidestep over and over again, then that's the start of the new habit. Yeah, oh, totally. totally. And, and Exactly. And and so that's why, like, with working out, like, now I'm trying to just stay consistent. But if there's days when I don't, it's okay. I forgive myself for them and I get back into it. As yeah, to going, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that's similar done, to what you were saying it. about the 2,000 words versus, you know, 500. You, you think it's like, oh, well, if it's not 2,000, what's yeah. the point? But 500 is better than zero. But we don't think like that. The same way for me, I'm like, oh, man, like, you know, running once a week is better than nothing. But what's the point? That, that whole fucking mentality of what's the point is so shit. Well, I think there's that. The other thing that I've realized is 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 being more aware and identifying impediments. So with the 500 words, for example, one of the things I realized was because in lockdown, I spent every day at the same desk in the same corner of the living room. Um, that stopped mm. being a, a creative space uh-huh. for me because I, I did all my work there. I had to teach university classes there. It just became a grim space for me. And so whenever I'd sit there, be like, okay, I'll write 500. I didn't want to sit there. So the other thing I did was, and it's, it was an expensive indulgence, but I feel like in the long run it'll be worth it. Is I bought the mobile, you know, the the new case for the nice. for the iPad, which has a keyboard attached to it. And so now I'm at the park, and like after we're done here, I'll work out. Then I'll yeah. sit down, write five hundred in the park, yeah. which will be a nice right. environment. Right. Yeah. And You're sort of home, like coupling you know? a nice habit, like something that's an easy habit of sitting in the park and enjoying nature with with a work thing. You know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it just becomes this thing of like, okay, 
in the past, I wouldn't have even had the self-awareness. When I was younger, I wouldn't have had the self-awareness to identify, oh, that's why I'm not writing, ah. because I don't like my writing space. But now, because of, you know, I've had so much, like, like one of the things I keep saying is, you know, 4 million people in Melbourne soul-searched yeah. simultaneously. We're all going to come, we've all come yeah. out of this with whole new life Absolutely. Goals, questions, all of these things. And for me, one of the parts was just identifying things in my life that had been detriments in the past, like a bad workspace, like a desk that I hate right. because it's wobbly so I don't sit at it and going, all right, well, I'll just change the desk. And it's also that like, it's, you, you're, you are, you know, people say it as well, you are a product of your environment. And if you can't have control of your environment, yeah. therefore it's maybe harder for you to put the habits in. And I've noticed already, like I've lost a couple of kilos since coming out of lockdown, but it's purely because I've got my studio back. I'm not in my kitchen, which is also my lounge room, which is also Maya's workstation, which is also the kids' playroom, which is also where all the food yeah. and the cupboard is. I was like, oh, no, I've got my space again. I've got the podcast studio. I've got my – like, that – like, I cannot exactly. believe that now it's just like in the place that I've got a place to go means I've got a place to actually do what I want to do, but also not lead myself into temptation which is what was a big, big issue for me, through, especially yeah. throughout lockdown, when with the kids, I just need that break, just need that break, I'll head to the cupboard, I'll eat that. Ah, Because if it wasn't that, it would have been a cigarette. And I said that over and over again. I'm like, well, at least it's not yeah. a cigarette. I kept yeah. saying that. I was like, sure, I wish it wasn't fruit bread, but it's not a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. And again, like especially in a year yeah, like 2020, yeah. having a, yeah. a bit of kindness to yourself and having like lowering some of the expectations of your ability to say no to things, it's okay in a year like this year because it's like, yeah, yeah. look, it'd be nice to say that, oh, I'm never going to have like ice cream at seven o'clock in the morning again. But I was like, no, fuck it. You know, it's been a tough year. If I feel like it, I'm just going to give myself that option as long as I get back on track. You know what I mean? But but to not do it and almost yeah. like hate myself because I'm like, oh, I can't believe you still even want that. You know, you piece of shit. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm lonely yeah. and I and I just want some comfort. Please let me have that. So um, a, a, a listener of the show tagged us. I don't know if but, you saw that deal. Tagged us into a in a, into, in, in a great post where someone had put a. It was a post where they put a tagged in in the clothing. You know, it says like tumble drying, and the tag that they put in the clothing said "Take care of yourself." And then it said, wake up early, exercise first thing, drink good coffee, stop worrying, less screen time, read a book, have a bowl of Cocoa Pops. <laughs> I, was like, oh, wow. I was like, that's such a cute thing to put in your clothes just to remind yourself, fuck, man, take, just, you know. Yeah. And also, you know, don't use that as an excuse all the time because I think I pushed it. I, as my partner says, and, I, and look, people probably would have heard it over the six months of the podcast, I did feel sorry for myself to the point where I felt too sorry for myself. Right. And it's, uh, you know, but I mean, that's part of it as well. Like I had, you know, I realized that I'm setting the bar for I've, I've earned this yeah. a little too low. Now. Uh -huh. That's great. Yeah, like every single, everything I do, every indulgence I have, I'd be like, well, look at the year I've had. Look at <laughs> I've earned this. And the secrets are the biggest part of that where it's like, I've earned this, I've earned this, I've earned this. And now I'm like, okay, look, things are going back to normal. Things are opening up again. Still take care of yourself. Still be forgiving. Yeah, right. but that's so well said. The bar a little bit. So when you go, I've earned this. When you think I've earned this, just go. Yeah. Have I? Like really, have I? And then just a little, a little check in. We're like, okay, fair enough. I have earned it. Or yeah, you know what? It's I'm, like I'm it's like the COVID kilos thing, so, right? You give yourself yeah. that six. For me, it was a six kilo buffer that I was like, okay, look, you know, you right. you can afford to yeah. chuck on six kilos because it is a tough time. But anything more than that is like, come on, mate. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you need to. I really added a, I added a zero to mine, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's sort of yeah, exactly. It does sort of be in line with what you're saying about yeah. it's good to give yourself some permission, but no, don't push it too far. And Sammy, you quick, Sammy, you quickly. Yeah. Jumped over doing martial arts. Uh, when did you do martial arts? What kind of martial arts? How long yeah. was that? Oh, what level? Good question. So when I when I was growing up in Pakistan, I did. Um, I was a skinny kid with glasses who read comics. So right away, I came out <laughs> to defend myself. Was, was it a moment in time, Sammy? So was it a I moment? Was it... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was eight or nine years old and some guys beat the shit out of me at a video game. I, I remember we were playing Street Fighter and uh, this guy, I beat this guy like three times in right. a row and he got angry and he just punched me. And then I tried punching him back and his friends just wailed on me for hours. So I was like, okay, I need to learn something. 
So I started in Taekwondo then. I ended up getting a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. Um, and then after that, I did... Um, uh, Is that a type of karate? For a few years. And then what's I, Wing Chun? What, what, what? Uh, sorry, it's what you get from Gammy Chicken. Deep fried Wing Chun. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's more like it's more um, hand movement, you know, like um, how to block, how to deflect hands. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. What? Wh- and uh, so I did that for a while. When I came to Australia, uh, and then I left for several years, maybe like seven, eight years in between. When I moved to Australia. Um, I didn't get a chance to do it. And when I came to Melbourne, I started up again uh, with Wing Chun here in Melbourne. Actually, my instructor, who uh, is called Sifu, is the same guy who taught Ronnie yeah, Chang. Right. He used to live in Melbourne, apparently. Um, yeah, so it's like Ronnie Chang, Sifu. Um, and so I did that for like, but that was the problem I discovered. Like, it would be a class and I'd commit to a yeah. class, but I'd miss it half the time because I have my daughter or I have a work thing or I have a school, you know, something would always come up. And the way the universe works is the things that would come up would always be yeah. at the same time and the same day as the class. So I, I just had to leave it after a while. I was like, I, I can't stay committed to it. And like, maybe if I can one day afford to get like a personal instructor who right. works around my schedule, you know, where it's like Tuesdays, hey, I'm free now. Can you come? And I think about like that June, a lot, Sammy. There was like this big right jackpot now. and like uh, for the for the Tats Lotto. And, and uh, my partner, I always like to talk about it. Like, what would you spend? And it's amazing how you priority spend because I'd be like, oh, if I had, if I had like the amount of cash, I would do something. Like I did go to Kenshu, which is a type of karate, and I did that for nine years. And I was like, I'd love to just get a personal trainer yeah. to come in and just go, do you imagine coming into your house and going, doing it, and then you get to spar with him? Like you get to yeah. do the stuff that you never really have time to do in the class, and then you have like a PT. You can have, you can have all, like, that's I, what I was like. Yeah, I've that, thought about that. For me, it'll be life coaching. I know. Like get like one of the best life coaches, best PTs. Yeah. Have like pay for one-on-one sessions with my favorite yeah. writers. You know, like if there's an author that I really like, I'm like, hey, you know, what's your appearance fee? I'll just be one-on-one instead. You know totally. what I mean? Like, I totally I would, do Yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. It would be so, so like, yeah, I crave that shit. Yeah. Because um, you, 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 you already know what the product is. You know what the outcome is. And the idea that you can then have the luxury yeah. of being able to a, a, afford that. Like, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, I'm, tr- I'm about to buy a new, a new bike. Like, it's my first big purchase of bike. But then it was that same thing where someone, the, the guy's like, look, we don't have them in stock. And, you know, because of COVID, like new bicycles, and he goes, just hop on this bike. Just hop on this one. I was like, ah, oh. he's like, just hop on it. Now I hopped on the Ferrari of bicycles and took it for a spin. It felt like air underneath. It felt like I wasn't riding. I was just gliding, right? And it's that same thing. I was like, was it was it VR? It's a new Canadel uh, RX, I think it is. And so, and it's and it, it okay. is just beautiful. Like it's beautiful. And it's like, ah, oh, if I had all the money, well, of course I'd buy this. But I. I don't. So therefore, I'm yeah. just like have to lower my standards. But you know, it's like something to aspire to. And then, sure, I could, you know, and then, and then my brain went into the. And then I'd have this new bicycle. And then I'd, uh, you know, I'd speak to, um, you know, I'd like I'd be go Sam Bennett, a professional cyclist. Like, hey, do you want to go for a ride with me? How much does that cost? What's your appearance fee? Yeah, yeah. And I love it because it's all like, yeah. a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's an investment in yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, oh, the, yeah. it's rather than spending it on something that's just flashy to show off to someone. It's like, no, yeah, I just want to grow myself. Oh, I mean, no, look, keep in mind, if I did win the lottery, I would also buy a few. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. If I would just, like, I've got an old Valiant Chrysler <laughs> that is uh, a 67 uh, sedan, which I have been paying the Reg on for, wow, close to 20 years now. And in the hope that one day I'll be able to fix it up. But if I had the money, I would pay a mechanic and then that, Why? and I'd pay myself and go, well, you've got to teach me how to do it. We've got to do this together, right? Do you know what I mean? I was like, I'm paying you an arm yeah. and a leg, but you've got to show me how to do it. <laughs> one, of, but one of the things that I do, and this is now getting into more life coaching type mentality, is which is that I kind of, five, four years ago, I think it was, I identified what are the things that I would do if I, I don't think of lottery because I think a lottery has been so far 
from like statistically impossible that I don't waste time. I'm like, but if I did get the the big splurge of money that I get for, if I'm work or whatever, how would I spend it? And I kind of like scaled down to what exactly I would love to do. And one of the big ones was, uh, you know, I love eating out at restaurants, right? And then I was like, well, okay, hang on. So we can still do that if we sacrifice certain things in other areas that I don't care about. I can still do that. And that's why I spent like two years of just eating out at every place I could possibly find. And I was like, in a way, I'm like, oh, I don't need to wait to get a million dollars or ten million dollars. I'm doing my dream already. So, you know, you you realize that you can actually, yeah. you know, bring that forward a bit if you plan it a bit better because you're like, okay, yes, this would be great to do, you know, consistently over time, but why not give yourself a month of it? Like people forget that you can even have a month of your dream situation and that's still better than just sitting back and wishing and hoping for it. Like just give it a crack. Like if you want to drive a Ferrari, rent it for a week. See what, like you you probably might be able to afford that, but you know, at least you get to live out your dream for a week as opposed to being on your deathbed going, Oh, I I never got there. Never. Yeah. I have it with the beach house. I have it with the beach house. Yeah. That I rent one and have rented one at least every summer. And, and it says, I just want something to call my own. Like I love going to it. I love it. I know it's a headache. I know it is the, I know it is the worst investment ever. I know. I'm well. But aren't aware. you getting I'm... the best of both worlds now, where you don't have to headache, but you still get the lifestyle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this is the thing. But like, I I, I now like I'm like for instance, I'm on domain. I'm always looking for tiny little blocks of land that are backing onto a state forest, and I know that because they're quite cheap. So it's that thing that I know. Like I've done all the research, and it's that thing where I was like, no, let's go another year. But, you know, yeah, income slow. I'll, I'll rent a house again if the yeah, feeling's yeah. still there. And that's also like, and I and I think I've noticed other friends do that. But you just you, you build up things. So like, you know, I've got you know templates of the portable that I would want to put on. I've you know I know all the planning. You know, if it's right next to a state forest with regards to bushfire management. You know, you sort of collect the information along the way that if this time is right and you still want it, at least you're prepared. At least you're ready to do it. Yep. Rather than yep. than not doing it, yep. but yeah, that's what people always say. Go, why would you want a beach house or a country house when you can just rent one without the hassles? And it's, I agree, I agree. But the idea well, of calling it yeah. my own, oh, yeah, and also fuck anyone who doesn't uh, like understand why you want to do it. As long as you know why you want to do it, yeah. fuck, you know, like I think there's. I know personally, I waste too much time worrying about whether what's right or wrong based on other people's opinions uh, rather than going, but this is something I really want to do. Like, why but am the- I pretending that this is not something I really care about? Totally if I care dope. about it enough, then sure, like, yeah, maybe it's not the perfect uh, long-term planning or whatever, but fuck it, I love eating out at a restaurant every day. And yeah, sure, there's a lot of money that go- could go anywhere, <laughs> but it's, it doesn't make me as happy. But the, 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 only, the only trick for me is it's timing. I want to do it while the kids are still young, while the kids still want to do it. Because as Sammy knows, it gets to a certain age where they don't want to hang out with you. They want to hang out with your friends. And that is a very difficult position. And, and I, can't, I, can't possibly ima- I can't imagine that. Like, I can't imagine going, I got the beach house. Do you want to come up? No. Fuck. <laughs> I know. But then, then, yeah, then you've got to ask yourself, why are you doing it? Then why you doing am I it doing to this? Be- yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, uh, Sammy... We need to start uh, start wrapping up. There's a few things that I wanted to cover across. One was just quickly yeah. uh, you were asking me about that you've never done a class and what's the benefits of in a class system. Yeah, because I've never because of the the, the scheduling stuff. I just mm. never signed up for a workout class, and I always a part of me goes that might be the key to unlocking the next level of fitness and. And health and so I, I wanted I to bring Ben it. into I that because haven't. Ben, you've just started doing hit classes. So what? How would you answer that question? Um, pretty much the same reason of you going to the park and walking around it. You got to show up. So that it's pretty much the same thing of what you're doing. The only reason I eventually started doing it beforehand was like I needed, I needed, I needed my partner to understand that things needed to change. So I made that decision. So for me, it's like it's before the kids wake up. So therefore, the issue of shared parenting is not an issue. And then also, when I get there, I just get told what to do. So I don't really have to think. So there's no yeah. thinking, you know, like, oh, is it leg day? Is it work day? That gets thrown out the window. And at first, this is the this is the this, uh, the third thing, is I generally like the people in my class. There is one I don't particularly, but we're kind of forming this really weird bond uh, where we're all, you know, and, you know, they've, they've made it real boot camp. Like, you know, if you haven't finished, then, you know, like, you know, someone else has to, um, 
deal with it. Like, you know, there's like all this, you know, other stuff. So for me particularly, but it, it doesn't eat into the day because it's before school and before care. Secondly, uh, you have to show up yeah. because you've kind of paid for it. It's not that expensive. And then three, I kind of like the fact that I don't have to think. That's that's the big one for me, not having to think. Yeah. Like, you know, do bear crawls. Does the peer pressure of, uh, you know, working out with other people, does that motivate you to work out harder? Do you, or do you feel shame if, like, you uh, can't at keep first, up with the, the I think I, I'm, I'm not the best example. I'm also very, very, like, I'm... I know what my, it's taken me so many years to know what my limit is. So I have a lot of injuries. So there are certain things I can't do. So for instance, I can't do burpees. Mm. I just can't. My hip flexors won't let me do it. I like to think there'll be a time that I can do it. But then what I like about this, Greg, is like, I just, we, I just yell out, what's an alternative? And then he'll throw out the alternative and then off we go. So from that, from that perspective, I like, so it's not Ooh. hardcore boot camp. Like, you know, he's not in my face going, you fucking piece of shit. I'm going to strip you down. You do that. You know, like, it's not like that. But yeah. at the same time, I was like, you know, there are alternatives, but, you know, showing up uh, every morning, um, I've made me realise it makes me feel feel better. And the Tuesdays and the Thursdays that I don't do it, one of those days I've just been going uh, for a ride. Uh, there's a circuit around um, Studley Park, you know, Studley Park, sort of like a hill. A lot of, lot of you know, uh, road warriors yeah. there. So it's just like, well, that's four mornings I did not do throughout all of lockdown. So if I can keep this up till the end of the year and then maybe it goes into the new year depending on work then this is a system currently in its position is working i might as well stick to it until it doesn't perfect yeah yeah i think okay. you've nailed cool. every other yeah, aspects I like that i would that. have yeah, said as well benny that. which is accountability so that you have that class locked in ahead of time so it's yeah. like you're not you're not on a free fall where you're like oh, i might work out today at breakfast lunch i don't know quite know when Bingo. you're committed to you're accountable to someone else and a schedule like that you need to stay to and also if you don't show up other people know whereas when you're working out alone only you know so you've only let yourself yeah. down and for me i'm yeah, very good at letting myself true. down uh and secondly i would say the uh you know the 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 community we as humans we're always very tribal and we want to be part of a team a part of a community like one of the benefits of the podcast is feeling like you're in a for us we're in this shared space with our listeners so it keeps me motivated i don't feel like i'm alone yeah. in this journey you know so the same way when you go to a class you have that human connection and and you see other people uh and ben you pointed a good one which is yeah you're right like you know being able to sort of alternate uh, you know, if you do something you can't do, you mm. can just put your hand up and say, how can I do this differently? <clears throat> you can't do that with a YouTube clip, you know? And, yeah. And <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I think that's a really, really good one. And um, the thing, other thing, Sammy, that I wanted to cross off on my list was uh, you and I, we went on a trip with Ivan Astegeta, previous guest as well, to Marysville last week. And we mm -hmm. can't go into that because it was such a deep, intense, oh, my, the conversations over a night between the three of us and the, the, the year we've had. It was a really good uh, trip to kind of get out of the city. But yeah, we all emotionally, we were like, whoo, boy, where? It was... Well, it was really nice. It was the thing I liked about it was yeah, I saw. Yeah, her, do you know Alice Frazier? Because I had I don't know if she's been on, but Alice Frazier, she's one of my favorite people. Um, you know, as, as a human, she's a wonderful soul. And she was saying, you know, did you guys have fun? I said, yeah, it was really interesting. It yeah. was the opposite of toxic masculinity. It was three men talking about their Good. feelings, talking about their emotions, bonding, crying yeah. over the greatest showman video <laughs> clips. You know, just being like to, like just there. And she said, she said a really nice thing. She said, um, one of my favorite things in the world is men taking care of other men right. because it doesn't happen enough. And and when she said that, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, there's always a posturing to male interaction. But with comedians, I feel like we don't do that. Male comics, at least. Posturing will be like, oh, bro, like, you know, like, man, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting laid. And I'm doing flexing. This and I'm, you're like, like and, you know, it's yeah, about flexing in front of each other. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. But instead, because, A, because we're all good friends, but also I think because we're comedians and comedians are good at spotting right, each yeah. other's nonsense, you know, we don't bother with the pretenses. We just go, it's like the thing where like once, um, I'll meet like comedian Ann Edmonds. I will meet Edo at a party or at a gig every six months maybe. You know, we'll bump into each other. We're not close friends, but the conversation we'll have for 20 minutes will be deep, will be personal, will be really, really heartfelt. And then we'll see each other again six months later and do the same thing. Because we don't do small talk. We don't waste time with any of that stuff. We just go straight to, because we're so used to talking about deeply emotional stuff, we just do it right away and reflex. Mm -hmm. And if it's not that, it's not worth our time. 
So me, you and Ivan, the three of us spent, I think, two days just gutting our emotions and bringing them out and going, this is what's wrong with me, this is what I'm worried about, this is what yeah. I'm feeling. And it really helped. Like, I feel like, you know, why should I pay my therapist now <laughs> next week? Because I got my therapist. And there's a lot kind to of, be said so for what? that. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that, that there's a lot like, you yeah. know, like I, I've even in my therapy, if I know I'm set, catching up with certain mates, I've actually cancelled therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. And yeah, Sammy, yeah, these that are the things well. that I want to uh, to make sure we get on record. One of the two two things is a um, you uh, the thing that you and I laughed about about you know your admission about therapy uh, that you thought was going to be welcomed by everyone. But secondly, the <laughs> something you said where about the therapist that sometimes you get more out of your friends uh, rather than your therapist. And and I wanted to yeah. ask you why you felt that. So first, we'll go with the thing that you admitted to us. <laughs> Okay, so this is like two years ago at a comedy festival, Melbourne Comedy Festival, we're all hanging out, all of us comedians, me, Dill, you know, uh, Daslo was there, I think, and maybe, uh, I, don't, I can't remember who all, it was like a whole bunch of us, and we were all talking about therapy, like, oh, my therapy session is like this, my therapy session is like that, and for some reason, I thought I'd, sh- I'd be sharing something that, yeah, you know, space. when everyone agrees yeah. on, like, yeah. isn't this funny when? Yeah, so I... So I was like, hey, isn't it funny when you lie to your therapist about how well you're doing so that she then says, good work, you're really progressing. And and yeah, 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 the dopamine like, hit for being, yeah, from, yeah. You know, being validated. And everyone around the table went quiet. And Dilruk looks at me and Dil goes, no one does that. Like, why would you lie? Why would you lie to your therapist about how well you're doing? That's the only person you don't need to lie to. You're paying them. You're paying them money so you can lie to them. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) I am more messed up than I thought. Um, So that was a really funny one. But the other thing is this: like you know, uh, during lockdown, I was having my therapy sessions and everything, and a lot of personal stuff was going on. And I went over to you know, once we were allowed to visit people, I went over to Ivan's house, and I had a couple of beers. It was me, Ivan, and Ivan's partner. And I was just ranting and talking and they were, call, you know, they were calling me on my bullshit. And then they were also indulging my funnier bits and whatever. But it was all about my personal life. And afterwards, I felt more unburdened than I did with the therapy session. The same like when we went to Marysville recently. And I think it's because in the end, um, mm. there's a shorthand. I can say sentences or words or phrases to you guys that you will know exactly mm. what I mean right away. Whereas a therapist, I'll have to unpack it and explain it. And the explanation takes time and there's a one hour time limit. And, and, you know, like it's all of these other things which kind of put constraints on how much you can express honestly. So I feel like, look, I need my therapist, but I've gone from weekly to every four weeks now because I see my friends more often. And because I see my friends more often, I feel like a lot of the work that I'm doing at my therapist ends up happening when I see my friends. And it's not like we're just sitting around talking about childhood traumas all the time. Right. But I'm not doing that at my therapist either all the time. Sometimes we just talk shit. And it's just being able to talk shit, unwind, unspool your brain and your emotions and have someone outside of you call bullshit on the weird parts, indulge the nice parts, like all of that. That happens so well. I guess I've just been lucky with a good group of friends. Maybe that I don't. But need also, I mean, I think that's 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 a very valid point. But the thing about the shorthand, I guess, uh, Ben. My question to you then is: You've seen your therapist for longer than I have seen mine. Do yes. you have that shorthand with your therapist? Do you have like how long have you seen your therapist for? And and do you uh, feel like you can jump to the main, the core issue quickly? Yes. So I'm pretty lucky that uh, my therapist went from uh, just uh, a consultant to now someone quite. Uh, influential in the industry, but he's kept his core clients. I've seen my client for, I think, yeah, eight years now. So eight years. Uh, it was every week at the start when I was quite manic, and then uh, and then it increased to, you know, at the moment now it's once a month. But then, you know, I'm in that lucky position that, you know, recently I've gone through some personal issues that it became once a fortnight again. But the advantage, like Sammy said as well, it's like, but then you mix it up with your support group. And the one thing I've noticed as well is, you know, because yeah. I have a you know a really old uh, old very one of my old best friends is come back into yeah he's come he's come back to life I know he just he went off he went off the rails disappeared for five years and so for instance for the last you know seven weeks we catch up at a community garden that he looks after once a week uh, I take my son with me and we just have a really good chat because there's something to be said because you know we're lucky that we have those support networks but if you are listening and you don't have that sometimes just. Sometimes just joining exactly. a community group and it 
don't get me wrong, it feels weird at the start. But like a community garden is a prime example where you are just doing a really simple activity that, that you know, you know, you might learn something and then you just create a conversation and it can just lead to something deep, but it can lead to something comforting. And I just realized that there are more opportunities out there these days rather than just therapy, rather than just friends. But again, that's why, you know, in the country at the moment, in the pandemic, you know, footy clubs, netball clubs, you know, they've had bad reputations in the past, but it's those kind of community groups that you'll find that person that you can connect to and talk to. And I think that, I think having the variation rather than just having one person and that one friend, if you can vary that up, I don't know, for me, that's been hugely beneficial. Well, it's something I've been thinking about a lot, which is, you know, the the suicide rate, for example, in Victoria during pandemic went down. And we do know that the majority of suicides are men. And I was wondering how much of that, the, the drop in the suicide rate during the pandemic was because a lot of men were no longer, were removed forcibly because of pandemic from yeah. toxic circles. You know, like the, the, the blokey circles where you're with your workplace or with your pubs or with your, with your footy clubs or whatever it is, the environment which forces you to suppress your emotions, that forces you to suppress your mental health concerns because it's, it's not manly. All of a sudden, they didn't have that pressure. They were in a more isolated environment where they could indulge their emotions. And maybe that's why a lot of people didn't Could it have essentially been the other way around so. where it's not, yeah, you're right, like the, no, not in the environment of toxic masculinity necessarily, but also there was a more encouragement to ask each other how you're doing and exactly. take an active, yeah, that, an active totally, approach to yeah, to yeah. asking a mate, and hey, how, how, how is it? And I, I found that, you know, Claire Hoop and I talked about this where the idea of asking how's your mental health felt like you were asking someone about a back injury that they've been having. Hey, how's your back going? Do you know what I mean? Like it became a little bit yeah. more normalized because now, we're all in a world where things Not were right. really challenging for everybody in different ways, but it was consistently challenging for everyone that you go, hey, there's nothing wrong with admitting yeah. that this is a shit year and that you're having a bad time. And in fact, there's that thing that if you're not, if you don't feel shit during a year like this, what's wrong with you? Like you are, you might, there might actually be bigger issues exactly. if you think that this is great. I'm loving this. You know, it's like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, but asking people how you're feeling and them feeling comfortable enough to say they're feeling shit might have, I would say, have a stronger link with that idea of potentially going, you know what, I'm allowed, I'm, I'm getting, I'm being given permission to talk about how I feel rather than suppressing it. Yeah. And so, so Ben, end. but in terms of that, my question Absolutely. about the shorthand with your therapist, have you found that? So you're able to go bang, remember well, this from eight years ago and then go pick it up from there? Oh, absolutely. And then right. also they're aware, I mean, of course they were, remember more the acute moments, which I think most therapists would do, but it's that thing where it's like, they know your patterns and the fact that their uh-huh. job is to make sure that you recognize your patterns and then yes. understanding and then finding, you know, <laughs> for me, a big one is, you know, cognitively, you know what to do. You know that you are doing the right things, but emotionally uh, it feels so distant. So it's that understanding of like, how do you, how do you bring those two things together? And sometimes <laughs> it's a friend who isn't a therapist who can do that. Or in my, you know, in my, you know, very lucky cases, my partner has known me for, has known me mm. more I've been with my partner longer than I have been around so do you know what I mean so that 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 alone yeah. like the fact that I have that access to every night and go oh I'm feeling this this and this like you know I've really yeah. struggled putting on weight this time around but it's you know with her to calm me down just going you know what it's been really challenging you know you need to but also I won't hear it but it doesn't mean that if I hear it from her and it's from a different perspective they'll be like actually buddy you, you need to take it a bit easy. Sometimes it takes yeah. takes more attempts in therapy. With the shorthand stuff, it happens not only with your therapist, but it happens with my partner and mm. your close friends. It's when people don't have access to any of them, they can get lost in their head. But And the hardest step is to exactly. then A, ask for help, but B, to then do something different. Like, you know, start a karate class. Like, it could be that simple. And then have coffee with people afterwards. You do the exercise and have that. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shorthand stuff is is something that takes time. Like it just yeah. takes so much time. And then and, when you do uh, have it, it's yeah. pretty good. 
Ben said, if you if like you know if you are finding struggling to find people to talk to and stuff like that, I always go thirteen, eleven, fourteen. Make sure you call them up on Lifeline. Uh, there's always someone to speak to. Um, and I find, yeah, for me with my therapist, the thing that I that the advantage she has over my mates is this thing, Sammy, where it's just that I don't feel judged by her. Like I can actually say things to her that I might not even say to my brother, who is like the my closest confidant, just because I know with, yeah. with when it's family or someone connected to you in your real life that then can carry over whereas this person's yeah. only interaction with me is in that session so i can just give it and True. we can just keep it within that sort of uh cone of silence yeah. you know what i mean and not have to worry about how will this impact real life outside this office yeah fair enough mm -hmm. and that's what right. well, Sammy, look, we've thanks so much my god and so this Best. is really great yeah. I, I definitely want to I, I wrote down have you ever regretted a workout and i, I think that is something that i'm going to take with me to try and remind myself that in those days yeah. that i feel a bit lazy or whatever and use that mentality i've never really regretted like yeah uh, you know the f afterwards you always go i'm glad i did that <laughs> and yeah. even no matter what so yeah, yeah there's never that time you just go i i, I have the same thing awesome brother. Doesn't have, doesn't have. <laughs> like, i never regret it oh <laughs> uh, I don't okay. know if I can Yeah, say it's that. a different thing for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I, uh, Sammy Shaw, where can people find you? Yep. Um, Twitter is at Sammy Shaw. So S A M I S H A H. The website is The Sammy Shaw. So T H E S A M I S H A H. Um, and Instagram is the same Sammy Shaw. Um, yeah, I've got the socials going, same as everyone else. Uh, and Any books, books recently out? More. No, nothing recently, all in progress, all in works. If everything goes according to plan, by the middle of next Ooh. year, I'll have lots of announcements. Awesome. Or, or I could have not. Uh, yeah. And yeah, folks, you can check us out on Fitbit Pod, uh, patreon.com slash Fitbit Pod for all our Patreon uh, Exciting news for Patreon as well. Adil, uh, just a sizzle, is next week we will announce a new tier on our Patreon. So uh, stay tuned. There'll be a new very tier on Patreon. Uh, but very exciting for our Patreon listeners. Ben, Lo ben Lomas coming on Instagram. Cool. I'm, uh, I'm just decided to say uh, dilrookj.com. That's got all the information you need about my tours, uh, my Instagram. There it is. Dilrookj.com. Just go there. I see a nice yes! picture of me. There uh, it is. And uh, also uh, 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 the Bundle of Joy stand-up special on Amazon Prime and uh, my podcast with Ed Cavalli, which is Matt Stacks, which is going great. A lot of Fitbit listeners have crossed over. And, yes. yeah, it's like Fitbit for money. So please come and check it out. It's really fun. Uh, nice. and, I'll, I, and as always, don't take any of the advice that we give on either podcast. <laughs> Just, uh, well, take it with a grain of salt. Just remember, no one's an expert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all, right. all right, listeners. Love you all. Yeah. Love you, Sammy. Thanks, Benny. We'll see you next love week. You, Bye. Bye. Bye.